Hey girl, you're about to get cozy in Aaliyah's Corner. So grab that wine, grab that tea, and let's get cozy. What is up, homegirls? And welcome back to the season finale of the Cozy Chat Podcast. I can't believe we are wrapping up season one. So thank you so much to everyone who has checked out every single episode. Thank you to the girlies who are still even catching up. I appreciate it. Be sure you keep up with me on Instagram at Aaliyah's Corner. So I'm not going to waste any time, you guys, because this is the last episode. So it just has to feel right. And I just feel like this is going to be so exciting because this special guest is the specialist of specialists. I don't even know if that's a word, but y'all, I have my mom up here tonight. Hi, mommy. Hey, baby. How are you? (laughs) Before we even get into it, mom, we have to have our ASMR moment. Are you familiar with that? Do you know what that is, mommy? Refresh my memory. (laughs) (laughs) So, mom, that's when... We're gonna we're gonna share what we're sipping on tonight, but then you're gonna do it close in the mic so the girlies can really experience the drink with us, okay? Okay, I'm sipping on simply spiked lemonade blueberry flavor. Ooh, what's the alcohol content? Really? Five percent? That's right. That's all right, girl. <laughs> okay, so go ahead, open uh-huh. crack it open, Ma. I just got my nails done. That's all right. Ooh, oh, there it is. Go ahead, pour it up for the girlies. Ooh, girl, you are good at this, mom. That's enough, girl. Ooh, okay, you get lit. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that is what she's sipping on. And tonight, I am sipping on Stella Rosa, um, Stella Berry flavor. So I'm going to crack mine open. This is a fresh bottle, y'all. I just went to Food Line today. Ooh. There it is. And let me be careful, honey, because I have not eaten dinner. Um, If you guys don't know, and if you're still learning me, I am extremely close to my mom. My mom is my best friend. We are just Bonnie and Clyde. We talk about everything, and she is my confidant. And on this pod, we're always talking about, you know, being a woman and finding ourselves in the journey of what that is. So I think it's going to be great to have just some perspective of a woman with wisdom and someone that has experienced life and has her own experiences and hopefully can just talk to us, y'all, because we try to figure it out, okay? What does being a woman mean to you? I think that it has several different facets depending on how many hats that you wear. You know, um, as a woman, you can be a mom. You're going to be a friend. You're going to be a family member. Um you're going to be a wife um, or a girlfriend or a side piece. Ooh! <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so, you know, I think that in, in everything, in every aspect of yourself, you just have to be really true to what your values and what your beliefs are. And mm-hmm. I think that if you stick as closely to that, when you're making decisions, then at the end of the day, if you can lay your head down and feel right. that you did, you had a good day or you did the best you could, that's mm-hmm. all you can do. I know for some girlies, that may take time to get there, right? Because you're, yeah. you're coming from a place of a woman who has kind of been through the bullshit. You're just like, whatever, been there, done that, you know, but it takes time to get there. So you're not the same woman you were when you were in your 20s. 
at all (laughs) at all right so a lot of a lot of the homegirls who listen either they're in their teens about to be in their 20s or they're in their 20s or not too far from it so what would you tell your 20 something i would just say no matter how old you are where you are in your life you are enough Mm. you know um wherever you are you are enough of a woman you are worthy Mm. and I feel that um, a lot of the times we make decisions coming from places where we put ourselves at a, at a disadvantage or we play ourselves from a weaker standpoint. What do you mean by that? Like say when, you know, you meet a guy, you're in your 20s and you, you see somebody, you know, um, he's, he's hot, he's cute, you, you, you want to, <laughs> he's, he's hot, you know, <laughs> I, I want to get to know him and everything like that. And, you know, he says hi, you say hi. And the first thing sometimes I know for me, it was kind of like, what do do I have to do for him to like me? Okay, yeah. Like, I have to put forth some type of extra effort Mm -hmm. to get him to be with me. How can he see me? Right, how can he see me? What can I do to be noticed? No, no, you are enough. And and whoever, um, if he can't recognize that, then he needs to move on, and you need to move on. And I think that that saves so much heartache mm-hmm. <laughs> down the line of trying to be a representative when you, you know, you need to show up authentic, show up as you are in your 20s, whether you have had an experience where people have been there for you. Some some of us have, have family that have been there for us, and some of us haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us um, have been scarred. Some of us have been through some drama. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to show who you are because there's somebody out there that understands that trauma mm. that can bond with you where you are. Got it. There, there's someone that can understand what it means for family to be important to you because family is important to them. Right. It's kind of like your match is out there for whoever you are at the time. Stop trying to make it make yourself be something that you're not because you're going to run into mm-hmm. issues later, I think. No, Mommy, that's great. And I remember you even telling me that you're the one who wants to settle down. So it's like, let me show him that I, I can pop the cooch. Let me show him that I can cook. Let me show him I can clean. And, and that really may not be who you are. You may not be a cook, but you stand up here looking on Pinterest every night burning chicken. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But that's not really your thing. And I remember you always telling me that, like, what you present, make sure you you keep up with that. You know, don't present someone who you aren't and, and always just be, be yourself. Because after a while, it gets old to have a facade. And it also gets old to try to make someone chase you. I mean, that's just exhausting. But, you know, I think society grooms us for that. Yeah. You know, um, even even the toys that they they put out for young girls, you know, they buy her a stove set and mm-hmm. you know and a baby to take care of and you know some Barbies and a house, so she has she's got housekeeping and all of right. this stuff on the brain mm-hmm. and everything like that. Why aren't we buying our little girls, you know, chemistry sets? Yeah, why aren't we because, yeah, why aren't we yeah. buying them spaceships and and you know things yeah. like that that they can expand who they're going to be not set us up to be a role so that it takes us longer to figure out that's not who we really are. Mm, you know? Yeah. But that runs deep. So do you feel like that happened to you? Do oh, absolutely. You- Mama, I, you know, you know, uh, 
vision my baby so you know i don't i don't live to cook and i never <laughs> right. have okay yes the homegirls don't know uh, y'all that, but no. my mom is not she is not a chef she's not the one to cook my mom's not running up to dust uh, no. That's just not her thing, no, right? No, it's not my thing. But how long, so so that's what that's what was presented to you as a child, and how long did it take you to realize, like, I, this isn't me? Did it take you a while, or did you discover that very early on? I'm still struggling with it. Mm. You know, when you are, um, a lot of the times you, your normal comes from what you observe and what you see growing up. Mm. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. Mm. My dad worked, so... What do I see? I see a woman who takes care of the home, who makes sure that there's a hot meal, who makes sure that, um, you know, who irons all of his clothes, even mm-hmm. down to the underwear, who, mm-hmm. yes, the underwear girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. it was like I, I watched a woman whose whole existence was around taking care of a man. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to do all that, yeah. you know. And I remember having my first long-term boyfriend, and my family member would say, you know, aren't you going to fix his plate? Like, if we had a, a um, you know, gathering or whatever, mm-hmm. aren't you going to do this for him? Aren't you going to do that? Or the women, my aunts, would do it for him, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they would just look at me like something was wrong with me. And my mom said, you will never get married, mm-hmm. you know. Um so, so it's still that push and pull for you of like what you grew up with and knowing who who you are, but yeah, because you know. even now I know that that's not who I am, but I feel guilt mm. because it's not who I am in that maybe I'm not the best wife or I'm not the the best mate because I don't love to do those things. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God I have a husband that says I know who you are. Right, and that it, but like you're saying but that goes back to what you just finished saying yeah. that you always pr- present your authentic self and you didn't you didn't seek your husband of um look pick me, pick me. It's like, "Hey, this is me. Yeah. You like it or or what?" And he mm-hmm. liked it and he accepts it and that and like you said, like you you find the person who fits with you. Right. So it's, it's like a full circle. So I think maybe your own experiences is what makes it tricky, but it's that's not a reflection of what he thinks. That's right. just what, you know, your upbringing and your environment of just those things that you're dealing with internally, but finding the partner who accepts it, you, you've done that. Yes. So I think that's perfect. Yeah. And, that, and that's the takeaway. Yes. And that is, <laughs> that's the takeaway. Would you consider that to be the biggest lesson you learned in, in your 20s? Um, and if not, what was the biggest lesson? Ooh. You need to take a sip? Yeah, let's take a sip. Let's oh, let's clink. clink. <laughs> Two lessons. Two lessons, okay. One was to find my voice. Mm-hmm. And the, um, with my mother. My, my relationship with my mom was to find my voice. Mm-hmm. And the second one is you cannot love somebody back to health. Like you you Ooh. can't Oh mom. You can't save someone. Yeah. Um and if you meet someone who is his, who is in a place of hurt. Mm-hmm. You need to let them heal. Mhm. Um and then make a choice about what they want to do mm-hmm. as far as relationships. Because if you don't, you nurse them back to health, they heal, and, and they, they move and on. They move on. 
without you. Without you. Wow, mom. Wow, wow. Okay, so we can't leave it there. We have to unpack it. Okay, so the first one, you talk about finding your voice with with your mother. And and I just, one, mommy, I just want to say, like, thank you for sharing that because I take, I take for granted our relationship. I take for granted how close we are and how free I feel with you. Um, and I have people close to me. I have friends. And, and, and very love and close loved ones that don't have this type of relationship with their mother. They have toxic relationships with their mother. They're in therapy trying to work through issues and unpack things from their relationship with their mom. So I just, I, I think it's special that you share that because I think that will resonate with, with some homegirls. But anyway, okay, so why don't you un- unpack that a bit when you say find your voice with your, with your mom? Um, my mother... Um, she loved me, you know, in her, the best way that she could. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't know how to say no to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I moved away. I went to school. I left. I was several hours away. And my mom would start calling like Tuesday, coming home this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mom, I don't, I don't know. I might have something to do. Okay, so she'll wait till Wednesday. She'll call. You coming home this weekend? And it would get to the point where I would get so frustrated that I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But that was her way of getting what she wanted and kind of manipulating things. And mm-hmm. then I would go home and she'd fix my plate and I'd say, Mom, I don't want any corn. Well, I'm just going to put some on your plate anyway in case you do. Mm-hmm. And it was always her way of pushing your boundaries my boundaries mm-hmm. and um I would give in but I'd be angry about it mm-hmm. and um you know you talked to your you talked about your homegirls that had to do to go to therapy uh I was in therapy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that came out like you have to set your boundaries with your mom and I had to let my no me know mm-hmm. and um that was hard. Yeah, and it's challenging because, and I had um, and I had an episode. I think it's episode seven. No, and that that's all it was. Just no. <laughs> that's it. Nada. Nada. <laughs> right. And it was just talking about that. It was talking about like this is my boundary. This is my no. Respect my no. But and it is easy to preach that like no means no. No, that's it. But there's a lot of com- complex emotions that get tied in when you're saying no to someone you love, when you're saying no to someone you really care about. And I can only imagine the internal conflict there with it being your mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and really having to, like, work through that. Has that, does that struggle with your no, was that generalized in other places in your life, or was it mainly just your relationship with your mom? It took a while, but... um... I think after my parents died, I think that it was easier. Mm-hmm. Because in the back of my mind, you know, it's like, who you going to tell? Right. Uh, my mom and dad ain't here no more. Who you going to tell? Uh, what you going to do? <laughs> you know, so I think for that, it, it, I was just stronger to be able to set my boundaries. If I, if I learned to set my boundaries with the people that I loved the absolute most mm. in this world. It's like, who are you? Who are you? Setting yeah. my boundaries with a stranger is not hard. It's nothing. So, girl, let me tell you about oh. the, the second lesson. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let, let's keep on swimming. Yeah, okay, so lesson number two. Lesson number two. The first person that um, 
I think that I truly had an adult form of love for. Okay, not not puppy love, not. So you were in you love know, with him. I was in love. With and this then, man. how how did you know you were in love with him versus infatuation, lust? It wasn't. It wasn't about a physical feeling that I had with him. It wasn't about a sexual feeling that I had with him. It mm-hmm. was the fact that every time that man came around, I was just Giddy. so happy. <laughs> we mm-hmm. laughed. He was fun. He was in the military. He, um, you know, was was working, you know, working on helicopters and things like that. Things that I didn't, hadn't experienced yeah, yet. You know, it was just, you on, a, just yeah, new things. Just new things. Exciting, and, yeah. Um, every time he came around, I was just lit up like a little Christmas tree, mm-hmm. you know. So I knew that it wasn't um, an infatuation kind right. of thing. But when I met him, he was just coming out of a divorce. Mm. And... Um, you know, we we hung out. We spent weekends together. We we spent a lot of time together. I had a key to his house. I had knew you know I could access his accounts if I wanted to. That kind of wow. Thing. What I learned from it is I learned how to love. Mm-hmm. What he learned from it was he learned that a woman can be a friend and not just a lover or a wife or a whatever. Mm-hmm. He, that's what he learned from it. But those those two values don't quite align. Right, right, right. My heartbreak was when he um, came over to my house with a female he wanted me to meet. But, Mommy, but, okay, and this, and I think this is important to note because... Did you feel like you experienced red flags? Like, do you feel like he did things that was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you were receiving mixed signals? Because I think there's a lot, as women, I'm super guilty of it. There's been plenty of times writing has been on the wall, my intuition, my gut, everything is like, girl. But I'm just like, I don't see it. I'm colorblind. I don't see no red flags. You know absolutely. So, okay, so absolutely. But I was I was young, and I thought that I had more control over the situation to make him right. So you see. thought he would change his mind, or he would? Yeah, I would. I would make him see how how important I was, and he did love me, but not in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. It it. it you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, and I think he tried to not cross. He tried not to hurt me. I think. Yeah. But I think I was I was young, and I thought that I could make someone yeah. love me, or I could make someone have feelings if I just did this, if I just did that, if I just went to the bookstore and checked out a book. Why men love bitches? Right. And, <laughs> yeah, right you know what book. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing because I saw the book. I bought it too, like twenty years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's kind of like you, you, you're sitting there. What all, what all tricks can I do to get this and to get that? And the thing about it is, it's, it's, you, it's not. You can't, you can't control that. Yeah. Sometimes. But it's all in, in the questions that you ask too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my thing is kind of like, like, do you have a girlfriend? No, I ain't got no girlfriend. Okay. Well. 
is there a woman that thinks that you thinks she in a relationship that, yeah, with that you thinks that sh- that you were that her is, boyfriend you know is. like you've got to yeah. work you got to be specific with yeah, men yeah. you know what i'm saying they want to finesse and act right dumb, real dumb yeah yeah <laughs> wow but you know what mom i can i can definitely relate to that i think probably my college relationship we all know who the man is child I mean, the thing was screaming, just let this man go. This this boy is young. This boy is away. He's doing his thing. Let him go. Let him have fun. But it's like, no, no, no. You're going to pick me. You're going to pick me. And 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 honestly, mommy, and I think, you know, great. I'm happy because my relationship has progressed and it's in a different space. But I think there, there was, especially in the beginning, right, where it's that weird phase of, like, talking, dating, you know what I mean? Because feelings are still feelings. It's like you understand the logic behind behind the path to getting there, but it's like, so technically, y'all not exclusive, so he can talk to people, you can talk to people, but you're like, well, I'm trying to be his favorite because I want him to stop talking to them, I want him to talk to me. So you do kind of go into that space of, like, see me, see me, and it can be challenging. Exactly, we make ourselves too available. Yeah, for sure. I know. I know that was my th- my problem. Yeah, it's like with with probably Elijah. still working on it. Yeah, with the one that's on number one on your list. If he calls, you want to drop everything and spend time with him because you get some type of good reward from that. Mm-hmm. You know, but you got to treat the number one like he's the number ten on your list. You right. Know what I'm Pay saying? him no mind. Pay him no mind. <laughs> right. Sometimes and let him. Let him develop his feelings towards you. Men, men grow towards women differently than they love up differently than we do. I feel like when it comes to falling in love, mm-hmm. we want to become attached. Men, their whole goal is to be free. Yeah, and so. The minute that you start, if they start feeling like you're trying to attach to them and that's not what they want, they start avoidant behaviors. They mm-hmm. start running. Yeah. You know. So weird. So what you have to do is even though you like them, you have to know the power of being a woman. And, and that's a powerful position. Yeah. You can choose them. They don't have to know that you chose them. But you go on about your business. Right. And you have business. Have a Have life. something to, you always told me that. I was... Super available. Ring, hello? <laughs> hey, hey, what do you need me to do? I'm on the toilet, but I can get up. <laughs> you know, and I remember you telling me, like, Aaliyah, you know, be, and I think, too, Mommy, probably me starting Aaliyah's Corner. Start. Remember, I mean, mm. it wasn't always the pod, but just mm. when I first started, it started with blogging. Mm. And it was just like, and it gave me something, something that made me happy because I think a lot of the times, there's just a lot of self-work we probably have to do and you are filling voids with relationships or you're filling voids with man and not really tapping into you you know what do you like who are you like what excites you because there's more to you being with a guy well, I always like to end the episode with a tip or tips to the homegirls so what would you say is the key to growth acceptance and healing grace mm-hmm. allow yourself grace um we're gonna have good days we're gonna have mediocre days and then we're gonna have really bad days mm-hmm. and even through that love love on yourself no matter what's going on yeah i journaled mm-hmm. i wrote what my feelings were 
because I think there's something powerful to go back and look at that six months later mm-hmm. when you really feel like you are so low. Yeah. And then you can realize how your life can take an upswing and then go back and read when you thought that that was the end all be all. That Mm -hmm. was just it. And realize that your cycle of growth keeps going irregardless of what we're feeling in the minute if we think that it's the lowest point we we will ever reach. That's an opportunity for growth. Mm. And when you're you're at your lowest, that's when – that's when your opportunities come. We just have to embrace that and accept that. Yeah. And accept that, okay, so this happened. What did I learn from it? Right. And I know that I'm not to do that next time. Yeah. And you just kind of, you know, or as what TikTok says, like plot twist, you know? Oh, not plot twist. I honey. know, right? <laughs> and then also, who do you surround yourself with? Mm-hmm. Um, I think when, when you're young, we call a whole lot of people our friends. Yeah. But friendship is very, very dear. Mm-hmm. And um, you can count your true friends on one hand. Yeah. And so you, like, in your 20s, this is your opportunity to meet so many people that can be influential in your life. But pick wisely. Mm-hmm. Pick someone that is really picking you up when you're at your lowest point. Pick someone who is happy for you when you when you when you have that good day, you have that achievement. Someone who is genuinely rooting for you and screaming for you. You know, who's that friend that'll help you bury a body? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who's that right, friend that's right. and and you take time to foster those relationships, just a few of them. Yeah. And when you're going through things, that's your support system. And I don't care if you get married. I don't care if you, whatever phase of life you're in, don't forget those core those core people. Mm-hmm. They were there before the situation happened, and they'll be there when the situation yeah. is over. Ride or dies. Ride or dies. Well, thank you so much, Mommy for sharing your experiences, sharing a mother's gems. I think this is something that's timeless. We can always go back and listen to this and catch little pieces that we didn't catch the first time. Um, Before we close out, you have to let the girls know that you just got cozy in Aaliyah's corner. My name is Michelle from VA, and hey. I just got cozy in Aaliyah's corner. Yay! <laughs> well, thank you so much. And that wraps season one of the Cozy Chat Podcast. I really hope you ladies enjoyed it as much as I did. This was extremely special to me. I love my mommy. I take everything she says and holds it really dear to my heart. So I hope you guys could take away some gems from this. And um, until next time, which will be very soon, clank, clank. Thank you guys and talk to you later. Bye.